Hello and welcome to Heat the Box Podcast. I'm your host, Wes, and today we have the bare minimum. That's right, it's a pretty freaking slow week this week, so there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. There was the Dice Awards this week, I believe that was yesterday, so we'll talk about that a little bit, and probably some grievances with it, as it's just another generic awards show. We'll talk about a couple sales and some upcoming games that are releasing pretty soon. So we'll start right off with the new Pokemon Snap. That is new Pokemon Snap. That is its actual name is new Pokemon Snap. Not to be confused with original Pokemon Snap, but that game's coming out April 30th, which is right around the corner. And that is for the Nintendo Switch only. So if you love that game back on the N64, Here's your nostalgia trip back, and if you just love Pokemon, definitely dive in. It's a really fun game if you love being a photographer, taking pictures of Pokemon creatures and their habitats and seeing their animations. It's a pretty cute game. It is basically an on-rails game where you don't get to freely move around, but you get to take pictures and see all the cute things, so definitely check that out on the Switch. Not that it's a great deal, but you can save... uh, few cents on it on Amazon if you buy it there. Otherwise, you're probably not going to get sale on Pokemon Snap just yet. Nintendo doesn't really do sales on their games really ever. And when they do, it's not a great sale. It's like save 10 bucks on Breath of the Wild, which still barely ever gets to $50, even though the game's been out for like three years. And right after that is Resident Evil Village coming out May 7th for basically everything. So if you're still looking to pick that up, you can still get it, at least for PC, for $51 on Green Man Gaming. You've heard that before. And if you're trying to get it on anything else, you probably won't find a sale yet. As with almost every single game, sales really just start at like a month after the game's released and it starts going downhill pretty fast to 30 bucks. So it won't take long to get there. If you can just hold out for a little bit before I dive into deals for Green Man Gaming and then the Dice Awards talk, I just want to quick mention that the Epic Game Store is giving away Alien Isolation for free. So if you've never played that game or don't have a copy of it definitely grab a copy before that leaves i believe the 29th of this month so check that out that was a very great game if you love the alien or aliens movie if anything it is a little bit too long of a game which is probably a good thing and since it's free you're getting way more for your value and your time i know it seems like i pretty much just talked about deals for green man gaming That's mostly just because they typically are better priced than their competition. And a lot of their stuff is on Steam. So if they have a better price, I'm going to tell you about that versus Steam. Steam is, however, doing a deal for Koei Tecmo, which makes a lot of games like the Atlier Riza 2 franchise, the Atlier franchise, I should say, the Ninja Gaiden, Neo 1 and 2, Dynasty Warriors, and more. So definitely check those out over on Steam. There's some good deals in there that are decent. Um, If you're definitely waiting for Atlar Visa 2 to be on a good sale, you probably should keep waiting. But there's a lot of other games on there that are pretty good. I don't know if I ever mentioned before, but Days Gone is now available on PC. You can find that on Steam or Green Man Gaming for 50 bucks. 
definitely get that. That was fantastic. I think I did mention that in the last podcast, but if you want to know more in a really quick way to summarize the game. It is a fantastic open world, very underrated. It got a lot of slam on it from when it first released, kind of buggy on the PS4. It definitely improved those. I never really saw any issues on the PlayStation 4. And on the PC, you should have really no issues because the only thing I kind of had was maybe some frame rate things, which uh, PS4 is kind of old, so PC should fix that pretty quickly. Um, Other than that, uh, yeah, it sounds like a generic zombie game, but the Horde feature within it is completely unique and a lot of fun and it never got old uh some of the stealth parts in the game are kind of a hindrance for it a little bit but they're not terrible they're more like uh explaining the story at times than anything um the characters were all great the riding around their motorcycle was a lot of fun made me feel like daryl from walking dead so definitely give that a try uh, if you can get it for cheaper than 50 it'd definitely be worth it but i still think it's worth a full price tag uh, definitely give that a shout out and if you continue to support them just maybe just maybe we'll see the sequel down the line which it should get just try to show your support for them and hopefully sony will go back on their uninterest for continuing that possible franchise another game that was announced this week was tales of arise it was announced for basically every system so no worries there that is in the vein of the franchise tales of zestria tales of symphonia anything with basically tales of in front of it and there is a trailer out for that now so definitely check that out on youtube or online somewhere all right now for these things called the dice awards Essentially, what is just a popularity contest among AAA companies with a few indies thrown in. Unfortunately, it is really sad to see only a limited amount of indies even put on there. Hades did win, which is good for them, but they're barely an indie company at this point. They've had a lot of games that are successful over the years, and there's basically no way that there's still a tiny company of almost like no people at it. But as I did mention, Hades won Game of the Year for 2020, beating out the likes of Animal Crossing New Horizons, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, and The Last of Us Part II. Now, before we get any further, I want to clarify that I do not think The Last of Us Part II should have been anywhere near this award, or really any other category for that matter. That is a mediocre game, soaked in misery, that should be nowhere near any award, at all. And I'm not trying to hate on The Last of Us 2 or Naughty Dog or anything for that matter, but that was not an amazing game that everybody should play. That is a game that everybody should forget happened and move along. That is not The Empire Strikes Back to A New Hope. It's more like A New Hope to The Last Jedi. That means it's really not good, all right? And some people will still like that, which is fine. But it's not great. Not everybody loves it. For some reason, the media loves the hype up that game. And I don't really get it because it is nothing special. The first one is special. Absolutely. The first one is special. Everybody should play the first one. The second one, nothing special. 
All right, that tangent is over, I promise, all right? Moving along, PlayStation won a lot of stuff for all their games, basically, that are unique to the system. That includes Last of Us 2, but also Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man Miles Morales, the Final Fantasy VII remake, which isn't totally exclusive to PlayStation, as it is coming to other things later on, as that was more of a timed exclusive for PlayStation that it is pure exclusive. And then Sony also had Dreams, which was in there for a winner for Outstanding Technical Achievement. The game that I thought would do a little bit better, which it still did win a couple of categories, was Half-Life Alex, which was pretty unique for an experience in VR. And I thought they really tried to push that genre forward a little bit more, take a few more steps. I know, I think it was Boneworks kind of did a few of those things first. But I think when you have Valve and Half-Life that literally poops gold, they just have it figured out how to tell a great story and really be immersive. Just think how amazing and monumentally changing Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2 were. Literally revolutionized all of the industry in some capacity. Uh, Alex was kind of bound to do something. It's just not as significant as those other two were previously. And that probably just comes down to the fact that most people don't even have VR still. And if you have something like PlayStation VR, you can't play Half-Life Alex. So that's kind of limiting for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons why people are really upset about that being only in VR. Like, I don't see why people can play that also just on PC with the keyboard and mouse. I know it won't be as fun and immersive, but I still would rather have played it like that just for being able to play the game versus having to like find a person that has a VR headset in some way. The fact that there's a pretty limited amount of games in VR right now, I know the industry is trying to push that forward and get more games and get more people into that. But the fact that it is still a high cost when you can buy a PS5 and games for the same price. I know right now, maybe not PS5 because getting one or finding one is still pretty hard to come by. And that was pretty much it for the Dice Awards. There's a few one-off categories like racing game, etc., etc. But the big takeaways were Hades was game of the year. Ghost of Tsushima was basically runner-up and got a few category wins as well. That was our personal game of the year was Ghost of Tsushima. Then we preferred that game over Hades um, personally because... Hades just it's a great game but we really thought Ghost of Tsushima blew us away everything story environment atmosphere uh, combat was super fun the game never got old and there was just so much love and care that went into the environment and history of all the things because Tsushima is an actual island in Japan there's a lot of things there that are huge parts of the history and the fact that you can still actually see some of those things, which, yeah, sure, the game's mostly fictional, but a lot of things within the game have some historical presence or something that actually does exist in real life that they take from. So that's amazing if you're into Japanese culture at all. Everything about it was perfect in our opinion. Highly recommend checking that out. And that's pretty much all we got for this week. 
Uh, thank you so much for stopping by and checking out the Heat the Box podcast. We hope you have a great Friday and an even better weekend. We'll see you next time on the Heat the Box podcast. Thank you.